to use that opportunity to go and, and indoctrinate these kids with your street ghetto philosophy. Certain point. If you raise your level of income to the status of a rock star, then uh -huh, uh -huh, then, right. then you got to keep coming up with ways to maintain that status. We, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even saying eat meat, but at least put some cereal in the milk. Come on. <laughs> you, that's like taking six, 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 the mark of the beast, and redefining it, like Biggie tried to do, and saying, no, it means this or that. No, 666 is 666, you can call it holy 666, but it's still the mark of the beast. Whether it's welcome or unwelcome, you as preachers of the word are to show people in what way their lives are wrong. We welcome you now to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Fruit of the Spirit are in opposition of the works of the flesh. Paul listed the works of the flesh, and then he listed the fruit of the Spirit. Put them all together to let you know what is flesh, what is the Spirit of the Lord. And your spirit, small s, is right in the middle of both. The fruit of the Spirit are in opposition of the works of the flesh. The works of the flesh are the evil deeds that our flesh desires to do, when we submit ourselves to our sinful nature. So you can either submit yourself to God or you can submit yourself to your sinful nature. You have one of those. We are not one of those churches that's going to pretend that stuff doesn't get to us at times. Yes, it does. But we have the fruit of the spirit and we try to manifest those fruits in us. We pray to God. We read our word and we keep our spirit man strong enough to endure all temptation. Amen? Because you're going to be tempted. Galatians 5 and 19. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Next week, I'm going to go through these individual, individually because some of these aren't what you think they are. Adultery, fornication. Now, I love this. This kills the whole marriage. Fornication, grounds for divorce. This, one, this is one of those verses that just destroys that concept of adultery being grounds for divorce because this scripture lets you know that adultery and fornication are not the same thing if they were the same thing he wouldn't have said them both why did he say them both because married people cannot commit fornication and a single person cannot commit what adultery so fornication is grounds for divorce fornication but if two people are married adultery is not grounds for divorce so fornication happens prior to marriage you marry a girl she says she's a virgin find out she's not you have grounds for divorce that's what fornication is but once you're married God wants you to forgive that's adultery right. you better not ever cheat on me you know well if if, 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 if cheating on you is grounds for divorce, then every time he looked at the Victoria's Secret catalog, it was time to divorce. Every time he watched the Atlanta Housewives. Because the Bible said if he lusts after a woman, he's committed adultery. So if adultery is grounds for divorce, every time he passed a billboard with a sexy chick on it, go, go get a lawyer. There ain't no argument with that. He would not have listed these. 
<laughs> it's so funny because some preachers, when I tell them that, they still don't want to believe it. They'll be like, no, I just don't believe that. I said, well, well, I mean, I just don't believe it. That's not. No, no. Because they know that they have counseled people and told them that. And they busted up some marriages that could have been healed with forgiveness. Can I tell the truth? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness if you stink. It's a work of the flesh. <laughs> That's not what it means. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to go through these next week. Lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, which is drugs, is a work of the flesh. Work of the flesh. Psychiatric drugs. Drugs that alter your mind and your behavior. Legal ones. It's all pharmacia, which is sorcery, which is witchcraft. We learned that in pharmacos. It's not talking about a black hat and a black cat and a broom. They weren't doing that back then. That's what we think when we hear witchcraft. We think of, yee, my pretty. It's because of Wizard of Oz. Changed everybody's concept of witchcraft. No, that wasn't going on in Paul's day. Paul had sorcerers that was putting potions together and using alchemy to alter people's minds. Altering people's realities. Passing out drugs. Can I keep preaching? Hatred. Variance. Emulations. Wrath. Strife. Seditions. And heresies. Envyings. Murders. Drunkenness. Revelings. And such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past. That they who do such things shall what? Not. Not inherit the kingdom of God. We're going to break all that down next week. Until we are born of the Spirit of God, we practice these sinful acts as a what? And we give ourselves to them. What has happened to the difference between being saved and unsaved? It's totally gone. You read this scripture now, and it's like, well, I do all those things, but oh, on Sunday, there's no difference. There's no difference in the sinner and the saint anymore. Act the same way. They listen to the same music. Go to the same places. At the strip club next to you. I never forget. I was I was going to this this. Uh, we, me and my wife were trying to. It was a new restaurant in the Highlands. They had just built Bone Daddies. But, you know, I mean, we, just, we didn't know. It was a new barbecue restaurant. I actually thought it was, what's that place I like? Smoky, Smoking bones. Smoky Bones in Florida. So that's what I was thinking. So, you know, my mind and, you know, I thought it was the same thing. I'm thinking Smoky Bones. So we walk up there and I look in and all the, the waitresses and stuff was in their panties. Old bitty girls, like 16, 17-year-olds in their drawers. Oh, no, I can't go in there. So I told Sabate, I said, no, we're not going to go in there. So a dude walks up and he says, oh, he tries to let us in. He's like, you going? I said, no, nah, man, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going in there. He said, why are you not going in there? I said, man, I'm a preacher. I said, you know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a preacher, man. I can't be in that restaurant. He told me, he said, I bet it's a whole lot of preachers in there. <laughs> and I told him, I said, well, I, I said, I'm not that kind of preacher. I said, so I'm not going. And then he looked at me. Sabate was right there. He, he said, do you make videos? <laughs> he said, my brother, hip me to your videos about the hip hop. You do them videos? He said, oh man, God bless you. It's good to meet you, man. Good to meet you. I was like, he said, oh man, oh, I see why. Oh, dude, man, you for real. You straight up. You for real. <laughs> now, if I had walked in there, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. 
Look at somebody and say, somebody's watching you. I would have blown it. But amen. Thank God. That was a, Amen. He was just ready for, to see some preachers in there. Make him feel better about going. Well, there's preachers in here. I guess I can go. But until we are born of the spirit, we practice these sinful acts as a lifestyle. And we give ourselves to them. These flesh works change. Look at somebody say change. God's creation plan and gives the enemy possession of our lives. These works mess it up, commit the wrong act, and everything can change. Your whole life in an instant can change. Now you're not doing what God wants you to do. You're doing what you want to do, which is basically what the devil wants you to do. But when we are born again, we are purchased by the blood of Christ. And a true born again experience will deliver us from the works of the flesh and make us brand new creations through God's spirit. Isn't that what the word says? Brand new creation. What does that mean? That means the way I used to think, I don't think that way anymore. Things I used to do, I don't do them anymore. Amen. I've given up who I used to be. Now I'm someone else. People see me and they're like, man, I remember when you used to. That's not me anymore. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And I've studied this even on a scientific level. And, and your cellular uh, structure, your DNA, all those things are altered when you accept Christ as your personal savior. Your brain doesn't even compute the way it used to. Your brain doesn't divide cells the way it used to. You're supposed to think different. Your chemicals are different, according to these uh, epigenetic scientists. The power to overcome our sinful nature comes from the spirit of God. The power to overcome. Your sinful nature is not going anywhere. You just have to overcome it. Amen? And sometimes your flesh gets real about it. Amen? It'll get real about it. It'll tug you. It'll pull on you. You'll feel something. You have to, ah! Yeah. Not going back to that. That's not me anymore. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, you know what? I am, that's not me anymore. But really, though, you have to look at yourself. I talk, I, I, sometimes I got to speak things into myself. After I learned that about that Mr. Ouija with the bone thugs and harmony, you know, that little trick that they did, that, that's real. And sometimes you got to do it. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself when nobody will talk to you. Don't you? You got to encourage yourself. Anybody have to do that? I'm not talking about just looking at it. Girl, you look good today. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about actually encouraging yourself because, you know, you're getting a little down. Some of them old feelings coming back. Somebody hit you up on Facebook that you know you better not answer. The power to overcome sin, our sinful nature comes from the spirit of God. God's spirit can transform us by doing what? Renewing our mind. In other words, a renewed thought. Look at somebody say renewed thought process. A renewed way that you process things. You process things differently. You don't process them based on how you're feeling and what's going on around you. Now you process them based on what is right and how God has defined it. Amen? That's the new thought process. In other words, a renewed thought process changes our behavior since we can only behave according to the way we think. Yes, you can't 
behave outside of your mind's computation. Whatever your mind is computing, that's what you're going to do. Because your mind is splashing chemicals on your brain to make you do what you do. So there's no way you can do anything other than what your mind is telling you to do. That's why you have to have a renewed mind. Renewed thought process because you're going to do what you're thinking. Yes, you are. Think on something bad long enough. You will find yourself knee deep in it. If you don't renew that thought process. Does that make sense? I don't know why the church has tried to separate the mind from the spiritual when the mind is spiritual. Because whatever the mind is, is what you are. How are you going to do something and your mind didn't tell you to? Does that make any sense? Any neurologist will tell you that that is impossible. Your, your mind and your body are connected. So even to think good things, that's still your mind thinking good things so you can do good things. So you got to have the spirit to renew your what? Does that make sense? It's not even that deep. It really isn't. You got a thought and then you got an action. I don't care how quick it, quickly it happens. You got to have the thought before the action. Sometimes it's instant. Sometimes you ponder it. But you got to have the thought and then the action. Right? So if you can change what that thought is, you can change the what? I always want to do the wrong thing. That's because you're always thinking about the wrong thing. If you think about the right thing, you won't do the wrong thing. You can be thinking the right thing and doing the wrong thing. You're going to do what you're thinking. So it's got to be a new thought process to change the behavior. You find somebody that's doing the same thing they did last year. That's because they're thinking the same way they thought last year. You even get defensive about your thought process. Well, this is just me. I'm just like that. I'm just that kind of brother. That's just why the way I roll. Well, then you're going to keep doing that until you get into some trouble. Then you're going to be trying to call on God and Jesus to change your thought process. In other words, our renewed thought process changes our behavior since we can only behave according to the way we think. Ephesians 4 and 23 and be renewed where? In the... Is that a big S? No. No. The small s, your human spirit of your mind. If you don't change that, you're not going to behave. Period. Can I keep on preaching? Thinking on sin will cause us to sin. Let me say that again. Thinking on sin will cause us to sin. Thinking on sin is going to cause you to sin. Watching sin is going to make you sin. Listening to sin. Listening to sin. It's going to make you sin. I mean, who are we? Can we separate our mind and thought process from our action? No. You know, I'll tell you somebody that really just puts a big, one of those big question marks on your head. That's T.D. Jakes. I don't understand. I don't, he made this movie Sparkle and it's cussing in it. Sex in it, just lewdness in it, and he's a bishop. So he made a movie. First, he caused the actors to sin. Then he makes a movie showing sin, so the people that watch it got sin in their minds. Who are you working for? That's right. That's right. Why would I provoke sin in people and get paid? 
just, I don't get it. Mindless behavior. Visit his church. He stands them up in the church and presents them to all the people in the church. Y'all, we got a special group in the house today. Mindless behavior. Put your hands together. These little boys that look like girls, braided hair, earrings, all the girl stuff on them, bandanas, whatever. They all get up with them, got an eye patch. He's, both his eyes work. Why you got an eye patch on? And then why you wear the patch to church, man? You don't want to see the word. You don't want to read the word. And these little boys stand up. Everybody's clapping. And then this family comes and tells me, man, we didn't even know who mindless behavior was. My kids went and Googled and then started downloading them because the bishop introduced them. Then he's backstage, prays over them that they would have success in the industry. Mindless behavior? You don't even have to hear their song to know something is wrong. You want your kids to have mindless behavior? No, that's a beat. Mindless beating. I'm not going to even think about it. I'm just going to be swinging. Belt in both hands and just spin. I'm just going to be hitting everything. Just a dude on Iron Man. I'm going to come in the room. Belt's going to be glowing. But thinking on sin (laughs) will cause us to sin. But thinking on the fruits of God's spirit will cause us to do what? Act on them. Act on them. You mad at somebody because they did you wrong, said something they should have said, they made you mad. If you think about love at that moment and you say, you know what? That person probably is going through something, you know, and I do love them. So I got to be careful what I say. That's how the the fruits work. That's it, right there. But if you're going to act on that anger and call them, let me give them a piece of my mind. Girl, you didn't then call them back later. Remember what I said? When I said I wish he was dead. I don't wish that. I really don't wish that. It's too late. Should have listened. You should have used the fruit. Thinking on the fruits of the Spirit will cause us to act on them. Amen? Amen. So when you're about to go sin... That's when you kick in the fruit. Now, don't be sitting in the strip club and then trying to think of love. It's too late. Thinking on sin will cause us to sin, but thinking on the fruits of God's spirit will cause us to act on them. We can only do what our minds allow us to do. And this is why our minds must stay on who? You can't do it without your mind. Somebody say, get your mind right. right. Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou will keep him in perfect fruit whose mind is stayed on him and trusted in. It is impossible to keep our mind stayed on him if we are constantly out of his will and doing things our own way. How do you keep your mind on God and you're not doing what he said? If your mind was on him, you'd do what he said. Did it make sense? When you were young, did y'all have one of those mamas that I had? Oh, mother's here. Did y'all have one of those mothers? Let me tread carefully. Did y'all have one of those mothers that, you know, you wanted to go 
to like a party or something and they tell you not to go. And then they get spiritual on you. I had a dream that somebody at that party put a hand grenade in the punch. You'd be like, oh, no, because you knew that meant if you go, something bad is going to happen. But you can't ever get, the reason why I brought that up is because you can't get that voice out of your head. All while you're still trying to plan and go, it's like that voice is just in there. Anybody, y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Anybody wish for like an unsaved mother sometimes? I used to do that. Man, I wish my mama was. I wish she was just out there. She stopped me blocking everything. But that's how the spirit of the Lord is. It's in your head if you, if, you, if you got it right. If you've read the word and spent time with God. I was talking to a brother the other day and he was like, yeah, 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 man, yeah, yeah. I, I serve God. I serve God. I said, really? I said, how often do you read the word? Well, I'm like, oh, no, man. He, it's in here. He, he up in here. He all in here. I'm like, you're an idiot. No, all up in here. You don't read the word. You don't fellowship with the brothers. There's a reason you don't want to be around the brothers. Because what's in them is not in you. See, it's all in here. See, I'm just, I got God all in here. Yeah, you have a God up in there. It's not the God of the Bible because you don't read the Bible. You don't know what you have. You ain't reading the Bible. Man, you ain't no Christian. Christian means Christ light and you don't know anything about him. And you know what he's going to say? And, you know, I understand people want to hear him audibly and all that, you know, and people may have heard him audibly and all that. I understand that whole thing. There are times I think I heard him audibly. I understand that. But I don't put a lot of stake on that because you can hear anything with your ears. What I put stake on is what he said he would do. Now, he said that the Holy Ghost will remind you, bring back to remembrance what he said when he was here. You know what that means? That means that most of the things you are hearing God say, you've heard before. And he's just reminding you. But if you don't put anything in there, there's nothing to remind you about. So all that God told me, God said, God told me, God said, how often do you read the Bible? That's how I know what God is saying. No, those are your feelings saying that. Especially when you grew up without a father, you grew up without... Uh, an authority we talked about that a couple of weeks ago with the whole meekness thing we talked about that if you grew up like that then you're gonna hear the God that helped you get through with not having a father well most of the time that's not the God of the Bible that's just your mind making you more comfortable in your situation so that way when you get older you thinking it's God man God said God told me God didn't say nothing you replaced your father that wasn't there with something that sounded like it should be God but it's really just an emotional being that you created to help you get through fatherlessness that's what it is that's why they get on the award I like to thank God for this song smack it flip it and rub it down yeah. Yep, yep, the God you're talking about yeah he was with you through that whole process because that's the fatherless God he was just a replacement, but he's not the God of the Bible because the only way to know the God of the Bible is to read about the God of the Bible, to study the God of the Bible. Then you'll know what God is saying. Can I keep preaching? Yeah, I had to be delivered from that. I start thinking stuff was God and different things was God, and I had to realize I got a father in the house. I need to listen to him and do what he says, and that way I can learn how to respect the authority of the true God. 
How do I respect him? Well, I can't do what my father says if I don't pay attention to what he's saying. My earthly father. I can't honor my earthly father if I don't do what he told me to do. Well, that taught me that I can't honor the God. I can't honor the God of the Bible unless I do what he's saying in his word. See, I can't get married. So it's time to get over it. Fatherlessness, just get, look at somebody and say, get over it. Get over it. Yeah, your daddy did you wrong. He did you wrong. Okay, we, we, we understand that. But now you got to move forward because you got children. So you got to fix that situation. Get a hold of it and say, I'm not letting what my daddy did to me cause me to do what to my children. So I got to shake that off and learn about the real God of the Bible. And let's, let, let, me, let me do what he says. That way I know my child will grow up in the right in the right way. Am I preaching in here? And we all got to do that because none of our fathers was perfect. Amen. So even if he was in the house, there were mistakes he made that we have to overcome so we don't make the same mistakes with our children. Amen. This is why God hates pride because in order to truly do his will, we must get rid of our own will. See, in that same situation with fatherlessness, the first thing that's going to come out of it is pride. Because remember when you got around the other boys who had their father there, you had to try to act like your father was the better father or you got to make up a father. Or you had to do something so that you could fit in and feel better when you were around them when they had their father, right? Well, you're going to grow up with that. It's not going to change. You're going to grow up with that same pride where you got to try to act like everything's okay all the time even when it's not. Yeah, you got to act like it's okay even when it's not. You know, my dad was, you know, and he was regretful for it when he died. He told me the day before he died, he told me, he said, man, don't you give yourself to the church. He said, don't just don't do it. Don't give your whole life to the church. He said, don't, don't do it. Spend time with your children. You know, spend time with them. Spend the time that I didn't spend with you. Spend time with them. That's what he told me because he was regretful because that's all he knew was, you know, church. And that's all we did was church, 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 church. So I would go to school. And my dad would be somewhere at church or something, and then all the guys was talking, and I'd be lying like a son of a gun. My dad is a wrestler. And he'll whoop all y'all. Man, I, I, I ain't playing. You know, that was me building him up because he wasn't there sometimes. Like I needed him to be there because he, you know, his church was out of town. So he had spent a lot of time on the road out of town, and he worked a full-time job. So me begging for more time with him, I had to lie and make up that time. Where are you going this week? Me and my daddy going to the moon uh, Saturday. We'll be back Saturday evening. Um, but NASA has this special program where they let us, um, you know, y'all seen the little monkey, right? How he went, they're they going to let us go too. And um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was doing that. Look at the men in here looking at me crazy, Will Ford, like they didn't do that. You know you did it. Because you was building him up. Because other guys had fathers that would come, bring them to school to be at their games, that kind of stuff. So if you didn't have that or your father wasn't there at that, you know, and my father tried to make as much as he could make, but, he, you know, he was busy. So sometimes I just had to lie his presence. I mean, you're just lying. Because you want to, you know what I'm saying? Well, that carries over to adulthood. Then you start making God like that. God told me to start this. God told me to, to start this ministry. That's, what, that's what's happening now. 
God told me to start. God told me, told me, told me, showed me. He showed me and he told me, told me and he showed me. That ain't the God of the Bible because when I weigh what you're doing with what the word says, I get a conflict. So I already know you ain't talking about this God. You're talking about that emotional being that you created to feel better about your upbringing. We must get rid of our own will. If our mind is on our will, then we will eventually commit the works of the flesh since our will is of the flesh. That makes sense, doesn't it? Titus 1 and 15. Unto the pure, all things are what? Pure. But unto them that are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. That means they don't know the difference. So they think God is telling them to do whack stuff that you shouldn't even do because their mind is not pure. Another enemy of God's spiritual fruit is what? Our past. When we continue to dwell on the past and allow the past to hinder us, then we cannot think on the things that God wants us to do now. I did a daily word called rearview syndrome. You can't drive if you're staring in the rearview mirror. You're going to crash. You can't drive forward looking back. This is a trap for believers. Philippians 3 and 13. Brother, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do. Forgetting what? He just said, I'm forgetting those things. If God doesn't remember them anymore, why are you remembering them? Why are you blaming what's going on with you right now on what happened to you in your past? You can't get anywhere like that. You got to get past it and look at somebody and say, move on. on. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are what? And that doesn't mean in the future. That means right before you. That's that's significant, a significant difference if you look at that scripture wrong. So he's not saying I'm forgetting my past so I can think about my, my, my destiny. Destiny? Destiny's not even in the Bible. He wants you to walk with him. In the present, be for you. So you're caught up in the past. Paul said, I'm forgetting those things that are in the past. I'm forgetting what my father did back in the past because right before me is my child, my wife, my family, right before me. What our parents did to us, what society did to us, what the man is doing to us. Me and my son were just talking about this last night. My son's like, I wish I was my age back in the 80s. Because that was back before everybody was, they were trying to kill everybody. I told him, that's right. That's back before the chemtrails and the GMO food and the, you know, that's back before they just said, you know, it's too many people. (laughs) Execute order 66. (laughs) The Sith Lord. What our parents did to us, what society did, what the man did to us, etc., are all anchors. Look at somebody say anchor. You know what an anchor is? When you're on a boat and the anchor has got spikes and it's jagged. So when it gets down in there, it's going to dig in, sink, and then grab hold of something. Boat's going nowhere. So what your parents did, society, the man, everything, these are all anchors to hold you in the same place for the rest 
of your life. You'd be 60 years old. My daddy did. You got great grandchildren that will destroy our what? That's what an anchor is there to do. No forward progress. Boat's not going anywhere. We cannot even see the goodness of God and all that he has done for us if we are continuously looking at what was done to us or what we do not have because of it. Folks have stuff and complaining about what they couldn't get. And sometimes you need to just take a trip downtown and go wake up some bums and ask them how things under that bridge. Because you're living your life in discontentment even though you're wearing Ralph Lauren shirts. Got some Nikes on. That's one thing me and my wife, we don't ever do. When I'm riding behind somebody, you ever let your vent on in your car so it'll blow fresh air? Then you're riding behind somebody with a jacked up engine and black smoke is coming out? I just let it blow because I remember. I do. I ain't going to say nothing. I'm just, hey, bro, I understand. My car would leave a black mark on the road. Like an ink pen. They knew when we parked, when we were coming. All the family knew when we, when, we, when we had just left your house because there was transmission. It was a fusion of chemicals in your driveway. Transmission, all, all of it just mixed. And I'll never forget it. I'll never forget that. I ride behind them. I try to catch up and get on the side of them and just speak. Because I know, I remember Amen? Some of you, oh, get out of the way with that raggedy mess. I'm eating a turkey leg and driving. (laughs) Henry VIII, I am. Eating a lobster while I'm driving and talking on the phone. You know, you totally forgot where you came from. Nah, man, I don't look at somebody and say, don't forget. I put a plaque up in my house that said the Lord provides. And every time I look up there, I remember. I don't forget. I don't forget. And I'm with you. How can we have love, joy, and peace if we keep getting down because of our past? If you're focused on your past, you can't have peace. Because you need contentment to have peace. Can I keep preaching in here? In order to truly have God's spirit fruit, God's spirit fruit. We must overcome our past and be grateful for where we are. We have an opportunity to change what happened in the past by applying God's fruit to our futures and changing the curse into a what? Blessing. Blessing for our families. But if we continue to look back at the works of the flesh, we will begin to act in the flesh and forfeit the benefits of God's spiritual fruit. Summary! Before we knew Christ, we were about ourselves now that we know Christ we're not about ourselves anybody that knows Christ and still about themselves don't know Christ but before we knew Christ we were about ourselves we live our lives based on selfish desires and goals our lives were all about what we wanted and we really weren't focused on God's plan for us that's all before we knew Christ but then came Jesus once we gave our lives to him We began to do things his way, right? 
But many obstacles came to deter us and stop our what? These obstacles are the works of the what? The flesh. They come to lead us away from God's plan for us and cause us to live for ourselves. Many of us are byproducts of these types of actions. We were born in the families or circumstances that reeked of selfishness and sin. But because God's spirit has come, we are new creations. And those things are what? We really can't experience freedom if we continue to act on the past. We give the past life when we dwell on it. And we give it a pathway into the now when we continue to act on it. This defeats the purpose of the Holy Ghost because if we do not walk in the fruits of the Spirit, then we are not following after God's plan. And if we do not follow His plan, then we are putting ourselves in danger of fleshly works. The works of the flesh will change our lives and alter God's plan for us, but the fruits of the Spirit will make us more and more like Him every day. Galatians 2 and 20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet, not what? Not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Everyone bow your heads. No more I. No more of your past. No more of what happened to you. No more of what was done to you. No more of what is happening to you right now. It's all about what is lying before you. This morning, you got to declare and decree and make, make it known. Put the devil on notice and speak that from this day forward, things change. Old habits, whatever happened to me, whatever was done to me, is changing. I'm not going to let the devil get me down. I'm not going to let him alter my chemicals. I'm not going to let him change my mind, my perception, nothing. Things are changing right now. They're going to change for good, for good. So my children can grow up in peace that I did not have. My children can grow up in love that I didn't have. If I'm talking to you and you want to make that declaration right now in this place in ABC, I want you to just stand up. Just stand up. It changes today. It changes today. I mean it. It changes today. When the old thoughts come up, I'm changing them. Before I act on them, I'm changing my mind. I'm going to apply the fruit of the Spirit, and things are going to change. Man, my husband's not going to recognize me. My wife's not going to recognize me. My children are going to see a brand new daddy. They're going to see what the power of God is actually able to do through you if you make that declaration right now and see here's the good part with your heads bowed you're not just making a declaration in here in this building and all of that you are solidifying the future and the hope of a generation because it starts with someone all the crap had to start with someone didn't it somebody blew it somebody did what they weren't supposed to do and it started all the junk so guess what happens when you make this decree when you make this stand Things change, and they don't just change for you. They change for your lineage. Your inheritance changes.
You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com.